0: Hey guys, welcome back to Tired of Thinking. I hope everyone is doing well. I'm Eenie, aka Golden Girl, aka Poppy Pacify. We are all here in the flesh, all my alter egos. (laughs) Thank y'all for tuning in. Um, I actually wanted to start off today's episode with a mini ramble. I know, I ended last week's episode with a mini ramble. Starting this one off with a mini ramble. It's okay, it don't matter. We gotta switch it up. Keep the people on their toes, okay? I just had to talk about this because it was like fresh in my mind. And I was thinking about how I was going to structure this week's episode. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to talk about this and see if anybody else feels this way. So a few weeks ago, me and my friend were talking about how people don't know how to road rage anymore. And I know it sounds like what? No, but seriously, like you can't like give people the finger anymore or like engage in any type of like. F you's or you suck or get off the road or anything along those lines because people are different now. People are different. They're more angry and they don't know how to road rage because you can dead ass lose your life for like something for a second of annoyance that you wouldn't even like think would. Anyway, so I remember this one time a few years ago, I was driving behind this Prius and Oh my gosh, I don't think I've ever seen a Toyota Prius go the speed limit. It's always under the speed limit. I don't know. If you've seen it, you let me know because I feel like those cars were made to go slow. (laughs) Anyway, whenever I finally get around him, I'm pissed off. So I get around him real quick. I roll down my window. I blow my horn. I'm mad because he was going so slow, y'all. Like, I, I, beyond slow. I'm like, are you okay? And he wasn't even like an old man or anything. I don't know. I feel like he was trying to antagonize me, but who knows? In that moment, that's how it felt. So I roll down my window, I give him the finger. I'm like, F you, like, what's your problem? And I turn around and he's doing the same exact thing. And I'm like, I don't know, it's just so funny to me. So I bust out laughing and we're just like, just realized we were just two people on the road, got mad at each other and we went about our day. He gave me my F you, I gave him his F you and you know, nobody died. Now you could dead ass lose your life. I'm like, do y'all, like, Road Rage 101, get over it. Like, (laughs) It's not that deep. It's not that deep at all. Yeah, so that's why I say people don't know how to road rage anymore. And it's not even worth it to me anymore to let someone know they suck at driving because now I kind of value my life a little bit more. So anyway, (laughs) today's episode is going to be about community, brainless energy, and we're going to end it with a new closing segment called an homage to pop culture. So like I mentioned in my last episode, these 20-somethings have been rough, okay? Lots of tears, lots of breakdowns, but also a lot of moments. So you know, it's not all bad, but you know, it's also been rough. <laughs> um, I wanted to explore the ideas surrounding community, friend groups, friendships, and also how I have began to self-identify as the secondary friend. So. Let's just jump right into friendships in our 20s and what kind of determined the ones I wanted to keep and the ones I had to literally run from full sprint, no looking back (laughs) because I've had some like weirdly hard time detaching myself from friendships, especially the ones I've had for a while, you know, Um, but definitely now it's gotten a lot easier I just kind of have to determine and navigate. And if you're, you know, if you're not meant to go into the future with me, it is what it is, you know, no hard feelings. Actually, sometimes there are some hard feelings, but we move. (laughs) Um, But definitely in the past, it was way harder for me. It was a whole production, a whole cinematic production, a whole thing, a whole moment within itself. But now it's kind of just like, it is what it is and we move. I feel like I can definitely expand upon this a little bit more in a later episode, but for this specific friendship segment, I wanted to focus solely on not having a defined, definite best friend. And I don't think I've had a defined, like definite BFF. They have that title and it's vice versa, you know, for both parties. Since I was like in the fourth grade. I would definitely consider myself a low maintenance friend. I keep it pretty chill. I'm just never going to be up under your ass. And I didn't even know the term secondary friend up until this year. But once I heard it and it was described to me, I was like, yeah, that's that's definitely me. I do not have someone in my life that I would say is my one true best friend, and vice versa. Nobody feels that way about me. And I know, boo-hoo, poor me, cry me a river, but no, for real y'all, it was in fact a boo-hoo moment for me. Had me sad, trying to peel back the layers, and y'all know how I feel about that. I am anti-peeling back the layers. I've done enough, okay? I'm raw, I am at the white meat. My skin, it's gotta like grow back and shit, okay? not trying to create a visual, but I'm just trying to stress to y'all that I am tired. I've done enough peeling back the layers. I've done enough looking inward. I've done enough, I'm tired. And at this point, if there's anything else within myself that has to be discovered, it's just going to have to stay undiscovered because for right now, I'm tired. So this just made me kinda, you know, think about traditional friendship norms and what we see, you know, in the media, on TV, and books, like even right in front of our faces sometimes. And, you know, it's safe to say I do not have that traditional form of a one true best friend. And don't get me wrong in any way though. You know, I have amazing friendships in my life. I have people I'm close to. I have people I lean on, people I hang out with, people I call for support. And I love all my friends dearly. They all bring value into my life and vice versa, I hope. (laughs) But again, I'm just talking about, just feel like I have to drill this in. I'm just talking about having a one true BFF, your best friend forever. That's just not something I have. And now I don't really give a F anymore, but it is kind of interesting to think about because in so many ways, being the secondary friend has taken a lot of pressure off of me. You know, nobody really expects too much from me as a friend because at the end of the day, there are people that they are closer to. There are people that they usually turn to first before they get to me. And yeah, in some ways, maybe there's something that they would come to me first only because I'm well-versed in that topic. But other than that, I'm not usually the first choice. So in my case, I just have to navigate my different friend groups, knowing I don't have what I would say a first choice to everything, but I do have different friends for different things. And I feel like that's pretty normal. Y'all let me know, do you have like that one person or set a few people that you kind of turn to first for everything, or do you have like, Different people that you go to first for different things because you you don't really have that you know best friend. So I have my childhood friends that I would say would be the closest thing to best friends that I have. They are who I'm closest to, who I speak to on a more regular basis. Um, and then I have like my art community that I feel more comfortable exploring, like my writing, my spirituality, all my creativeness you know they are also who I attend local events with party with get drunk with you know go to the movies dinner brunch etc you know local things more day-to-day stuff and there's individuals that I've met you know through school high school undergraduate and now like my graduate years in college there's also like some people I've been able to get close to through work um work friends can be kind of you know a little sketchy though it, it just I gotta feel the vibe, you know? Sometimes it's cute, it's a moment, y'all become great friends, and then other times, I'm like, no, let me find this person first on social media so I can block them before they find me. (laughs) I think it's normal to have people I'm close to, but also don't feel comfortable talking to about certain things. For example, I cannot talk to all of my friends about mental health um, because they simply don't get it, and that's not their fault. That's why I have other friends that I feel comfortable talking to about those things. Not all of my friends are into art or create or, you know, do the things I do and, you know, um, and also vice versa with them. I'm not into a lot of the things that a lot of my friends are into. I cannot sing. I cannot even hold a note. I am not into numbers or creating my own business or anything involving hustle culture and just to let y'all know i am anti-hustle culture or maybe i'm okay with hustling and working hard but it will never be like something i just want to be talking about and posting about or making a main part of my identity like maybe i am beyond tired and beyond sleepy after i'm done dare i say hustling i'm done for the day i want to take a nap okay i want to do something fun Anyway, and like I was saying, not all of my friends are into books or the same things I'm into. Not all of my friends love the Real Housewife franchise or going to the gym or like animals or et cetera, et cetera. Y'all get the deal, okay? So that's why I feel like it's important or maybe not important to you, but it can be important to some people that don't have one true defined best friend to have different people they're close to that they can turn to for different things. And that's what I really have loved about my friendships in my 20s. Um, I feel like we're all multifaceted human beings. We overlap, we contradict, we're more than one thing. And I think that's what I love about my friendships right now. There's space to be every version of myself. And I also just wanted to throw in that sometimes proximity does matter like with my childhood best friends, I, I'm the closest to them. They've known me for the longest, but we also don't see each other that much. Um, and, but every time we do link up, it's a, it's a moment. It's fun as hell. But, you know, sometimes you can kind of feel a little distant because, you know, you're not seeing them as much as you would um, with your local friends because a lot of my friends live in Houston or out of state or in just different cities throughout Texas. So they may not know like the more day-to-day intimate details of your day-to-day life like your local friends would, Um, but they're going to know like the big things. You know what I mean? Hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully y'all feel me. So I wanted to talk a little bit about communities in our 20s and it ties a little bit into friendships, but it's also a little different because I feel like in communities, you don't necessarily have to be that close to these people. Um, for me, communities are more important now than ever because I feel like these 20-somethings can be pretty lonely and when we were in school, um, whether at high school or if you went to college, we kind of had like guaranteed communities. Like if you didn't have anything else, at least you have your school, you have your classmates, your roommates, et cetera. Now we kind of have to like go out of our ways to find communities. And it's kind of like, you kind of have to like fight or fend. and not really, that was really dramatic, but you know, sometimes your communities from, school and such and whatever and work or whatever may branch off into smaller communities. But as you get older, it kind of has to, uh, it's a little different. I can't really explain it other than, you know, these 20 somethings can be lonely. And I am really, really comfortable with my solitude. I'm more introverted. I just spend more time alone. And I'm okay with that. I love it. But that doesn't mean I don't want to hang out with people, have human connection, have a good time, hang out with my friends, you know, like, duh, we all do. So in order to do that, you know, you got to have, you know, your different communities and such. And for me, I don't really have that many different ones. I have my main one, my art community. But then other than that, I just have like individuals in my life that I'm close to. Um, I would say like, I probably could reach out more and have more communities in my life, but I just don't. And that's another topic for another episode, but to help supplement that, I, okay, this might age me or this might make me sound like a loser, but it is what it is. I like Facebook groups and I also like Reddit. I know, boo, boo, tomato, tomato. I know Reddit gets such a bad rap, but for me, It's about the communities, and I just joined different Facebook groups and subreddits about things I'm interested in, things I like, things I like to do, shows I watch, apps I use. It literally ranges from dogs, dog trainings. There's literally this one group called, not to be dramatic, but I would die for my dog, and it's literally just people posting super cute pictures of their dogs and why they would die for them. And sometimes there's a cute story tied to it, and it's just, it's super cute there's also people that talk about walking and how many steps they took that day and what their goals are and i'm really into steps so i love that stuff um what else bravo like the real housewives franchise i love that i eat it up i'm in communities on facebook about that and also on reddit also stuff about being plant-based and different recipes different supplements you can take just experiences um also just different apps that I use, just, just a lot of fun stuff. Some of the things, some of the communities I join just for the mess, for the entertainment. And other times I'm here to be educated or just feel like I'm not alone in a certain situation or feel like I'm not the only person that likes this, whatever. So yeah, it's fun. I like it. Um, it's just meant to be for fun. Like I, those people that have been in groups for like years and they're super like just really into it, really passionate. They, they argue with people if you don't agree with them and it's like, okay, it's not that serious. So it's just meant to be for fun. So keep it fun. Um, look, sometimes I don't say a word in any of these groups. Sometimes I'm just there to lurk. Sometimes I just have to fill out the vibe, see what it's about. And, you know, eventually I do comment or two, you know, react to people's stuff. I always react, you know, but I'm not usually a poster. I've only posted in like the dog groups. I don't, yeah, very rarely, maybe one day, we'll see. (laughs) So moral of the story is that communities can look different. They don't always have to be maybe traditionally what they would be. So of course, it's important to have those in-person communities so that you can have that human connection if you want it. And I feel like life would be pretty boring without human connection, without friendships, communities, etc. And we all know I'm anti-boredom, anti-boring, so that's just not going to fly with me. <laughs> so I wanted to introduce to y'all a term I made up called brainless energy and or brainless energy activities. And what inspired this was just me thinking about all the opportunities we have throughout life, throughout our days, to be brainless and engage in brainless energy activities and just be. So, not that many people have the balls to admit this, but I do. <laughs> I'm slow sometimes. Like, for real, I can admit it. I just am. And I can be a little bit of an airhead sometimes. And <laughs> I don't always get it, especially in social settings. I can just be very confused. And by it, I mean what people are talking about, what's going on. It's a lot. So a lot of the times I don't usually bother to know what's going on. (laughs) I guess I just really take advantage of opportunities and activities where I can Turn my brain off. And before you try and come for me, honestly, rightfully so, I have the right to turn off my brain sometimes and engage in brainless energy activities. I'm the picture girl. I'll just randomly be like, y'all, let's take a picture and coordinate some cute pics. I may not know what the F is going on, but best believe I'ma capture the memories. I'm the memory girl, the memory collector. (laughs) I'm the one people may hit up for pics after the outing. I'm just there to have a good time, collect memories, and just be. Maybe that's my Libra moon speaking, but anyway, this is an example of brainless activities, which are basically activities I can do and feel safe, comfortable doing quote-unquote brainless. And honestly, sometimes I genuinely do not want to know Like I said before, I've got enough useless knowledge. I'm getting knowledge freaking spoon fed to me daily. I'm so beyond good. So if you're talking to me and I miss something you're saying, just honestly, like, just keep on talking. Like, don't even bother repeating yourself because unless that thing had like, you know, like something to do with the story, of course, that's a whole different story. But if it's not, if it's just like something you just said and it doesn't really matter, just, just keep talking because honestly, nine times out of ten, I'm not really going to get it. I don't really have too much critical thinking when I'm out, and that is the truth. And I'm going to stand on that hill. I'm not gonna die on it. I'm gonna just stand on it. So yeah, sometimes I may not know exactly what you're talking about, but I may have a picture two of you talking, and best believe I'm gonna capture the memory. And we're never going to forget this night. And if you ask me anything that involves me turning on my brain or using critical thinking skills, I'm just going to ask if you want to take a picture. <laughs> so if you want to check up on me or know how I'm doing mentally, when I'm out is not that time. That's more for like smaller outings, one-on-one, more intimate settings, like not when we're like out downtown drinking in a big no, okay, and I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory, but there have been times when I'm out or or at an event or something, and someone is like, How are you doing, girl? And there's there's nothing wrong with that. That's a pretty common greeting. And I'll respond with the good old, I'm good, girl, what about you? And the person is usually like, I'm good too, blah, blah, blah. May make a sarcastic comment about work or whatever the heck. Then the conversations after that are usually pretty brainless. But Every once in a while, I'll tell a person I'm good and they're like, no, seriously, how are you? (laughs) Like, please do not (laughs) kindly F all the way off. I am good. If I wasn't good earlier, now I'm good. It's past midnight. We're out. We're downtown. Music is playing. Drinks are flowing. Smoke is in the air. (laughs) That feels like a freaking Drake song. But trust me. I'm good now. And even if I'm not, I do not want to be crying at the club. So just let it go and let me rest. <laughs> Very rarely am I just perfectly fine and don't have anything going on in my life. But trust me, now is not the time for all that. Let's just have fun. I love going out and talking complete nonsense out my ass, not thinking too much, having a good time, turning off my brain again. And that's why I like going out with people. I'm comfortable with. So I can just be my complete self and not have to worry about judgment. And going out isn't the only brainless energy activity I can think of. I also love spacing out at the gym and hear me out. I am not one of those girls that's like, oh my God, working out is my life. It's my safe haven, whatever. (laughs) But I really do love walking y'all. It's my favorite form of cardio and it allows me to turn off my brain So yeah, a lot of the times when I'm on the treadmill at the gym, I damn near like disassociate (laughs) and I'll just be staring at a wall for like however long I'm doing cardio and I'll catch someone staring at me. I might be making like a weird face or something. I don't know, you know, and I'm like, I'm not going to be embarrassed because I'm looking at the wall and you're staring at me. So what's up? (laughs) Anyway, that's probably one reason I like to do cardio at like my apartment gyms because it's usually empty and I can just zone out in peace and make a weird face in peace and not have to worry about eyes on me. I do this when I'm walking my dog too. I just like completely, I I feel like I damn near leave earth. Like I am just like in my head, figuring things out or not in my head, completely thoughtless. I wish. It's a hit or miss. Yeah, a hit or miss. (laughs) Sometimes my walks are for thinking, (laughs) Which is like our little secret. It kind of goes against, you know, my podcast. But you know, whatever. Like shh, don't tell nobody. <laughs> and then other times it's literally just me empty headed, just walking and enjoying the present moment. I-, I need more walks like that. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Let's normalize turning off our brain, picking and choosing when we want to engage in discourse, dialect, picking and choosing. When we want to, for lack of better terms, turn on our brain, actually really fully use it to its full capability, or just kind of have it in like autopilot. So I wanted to wrap up today's episode with an homage to pop culture. I hope I pronounced that correctly. I had to actually Google it to figure out how to pronounce it because it's spelled with an H, H-O-M-A-G, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> we love the dramatic title. I've mentioned this before, but I'm gonna mention it again. I love pop culture and I feel like pop culture in general gets a bad rep, and honestly, rightfully so. Yeah, it's a freak show. So yeah, it does get a bad rep sometimes, but we still watch it. We still interact with it. We still entertain it. And sometimes it's not like on purpose. It just pops up like those posts from those celebrity news accounts, like The Shade Room and Neighborhood Talk, which I cannot follow because they post so much and they literally like flood my feed. And it's just like, no. And those comments, (laughs) y'all, that comment section is ruthless. So I just, but if I do see it, I am not gonna not click on it. You know, I'm nosy. I want to see what's up. I don't go looking for it, but I also don't stray away. <laughs> but overall, I'm not really into celebrity news as much as I am about like trends and meme culture, and also just like those subcategories of pop culture that involve shows, reality TV, music, etc. I've mentioned this before, I love the Real Housewives franchise, so (laughs) that's always the example I use. But anyway, moral of the story, do not let these miserable people make you feel any type of way for liking pop culture or anything else that you like. Like what you like, and people also need to learn how to let people like what they like. So due to time and whatnot, I'll probably just only be able to introduce this segment and we will expand upon it and talk about so much crazy shit. So buckle in. Anyway, so let's just get right back into it. I have kind of gotten into the point where I barely use my main Instagram account anymore. And I created a Finsta or a spam account, whatever you want to call it. I prefer the term Finsta though. I don't know, just sounds better in my opinion. It's like my little safe haven slash community that I've kind of built over the last four years, three to four years. I don't know. It's, it's been some years and it's funny because I actually wanted to cap it at like 50 followers, but now it's at 60. Um, I just keep on meeting so many amazing people that I'm like, Hey, follow me on my to Like you, you want to see just like my other side, you know, it's capped now though. I think I'm at like 60 ish. So, um, that's enough. I'm not accepting any more requests or i also not sending any more out. I don't want it to become too big. I know I'm not trying to be like, oh my God, 65. So, but I mean, I feel like 60 is a pretty good amount for like a smaller account for a Finsta. I mean, especially the fact that I'm not like a big thing. So anyway, anyway. way, please excuse me if you hear any mouth noises. I'm working on my audio. I'm working on not getting dehydrated because I'm talking so much. That's what I learned like, you know, when you're dehydrated, you don't have enough saliva, you know, your, your mouth makes more noises. So I apologize if y'all have heard any of that. The sound will get better, I promise. So anyway, y'all, I'd be having a blast on my Finsta account, be on my bed, laughing my ass off. I love a good laugh and I love a good meme and I just love being able to be more of myself. And speaking of a good meme though, I'm so curious. Who the hell is justin la boy and why are his memes either so in my opinion like either really good or really bad to me like there's never really an in, in between <laughs> but i've seen a rise in smaller accounts for close friends or people utilizing the close friends story feature on instagram and every time i see like those little um green circles pop up i'm like you added me to your close friends i'm honored I salute you. I promise to protect the dignity and worth of your close friend story. <laughs> just kidding, y'all. But, you know, it is kind of like, it's kind of cool. Or maybe I'm lame. Um, and honestly, my close friends is more of people that I've met that I know are not judgmental or critical. And I can just say some outlandish-ish and they just know that's just Eni being Eni. I don't have to explain. I don't have to worry about people, you know viewing me differently like i wouldn't honestly say everyone on there is like my close friend but you know i f with them and i like them and i engage with them and i know they won't judge me and that's all i need (laughs) my finsta though that's like a whole nother story that's a whole nother process i have to background check everyone that sends me a request and i have to They basically just have to go through a whole nother vetting process. They have to fill out a questionnaire about how they met me, what are my interests and hobbies. (laughs) I'm just kidding y'all, I'm just trolling, obviously. Like if you, please, like, anyway, I'm just a little bit more picky about who I allow to follow me on that account. And I get it though, the whole wanting to have less eyes on you. Sometimes I don't want to be perceived and I love being able to kind of hide with my little community of friends that I created. This fear of being perceived is a common theme in my story, and it's been pretty hard to find my comfortable little middle ground of allowing people to see me and also being completely closed off, invisible, fly on the wall. You get the gist. Something that has stuck with me, though, is how people perceive me is really none of my business. And... I know, very generic, boring, predictable advice, but (laughs) it's true. And it's also important to stay true to self. Yes, also very generic, boring, and predictable, but also very true. And when you don't want to be perceived, what about when you feel or when you want to be desired? How do you deal with wanting to be desired, but also not being desired or not wanting to have eyes on you? Maybe this is why I am more self-obsessed these days if nobody desires me openly at least I desire myself openly unforgivenly and almost desperately sometimes I definitely just call my bluff is vainness rooted in insecurity or is it a level of confidence that in a way says you have accepted all your insecurities it's kind of like it's a rite of passage you got to get through some ish in order to be able to get here? I don't know. I don't know the answer, but I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts or opinions. So we're going to wrap up today's episode. Again, I'm Eni aka Golden Girl, aka Poppy Pacify. We're all here in the flesh, all my alter egos. Thanks for tuning in. Bye y'all.